Uh, Phil, that was uh, really fascinating for me, uh, Jennifer Hollis, uh, Thanatology. I really knew nothing about Thanatology. I knew, n never heard of uh, somebody actually coming in and doing music therapy for someone while they were in hospice in their final stages. But I think it's great. I think it's fascinating. And uh, I found her, you know, uh, very articulate and interesting. Yes, I did too. Uh, when I'm dying, I want her there. Yeah, I was thinking of more like a five, uh, 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 you know, a combo. Like you have a drummer, <laughs> a couple of horns, maybe a little Latin. Uh, no, I mean, we kid about it, but I don't know. I mean, I think it would be very different for different people. Uh, yeah. But in that, I, I'm sure she provides a, a tremendous service, easing people. And uh, there's something about... And I, I think of the harp, you think of sacred music. And, and you, right. you brought that up. You said, you know, why the harp? And it, she said it doesn't have to be the harp. But I can't imagine somebody coming in with a tuba or, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, you know uh, bongo drums or whatever. So or plugging I think of, in, you know, yeah. you probably want it acoustic in some yeah. way. Piano, uh, uh, violin. There are certain instruments, you know. Uh, as Cello as, would be nice. Yeah, horn, just a little, the volume might be too much. Or a muted horn, maybe, who knows? Uh, and, yeah. and I wonder, I'd be curious to know, people that are musicians, if uh, in the final stages of their life they desire uh, music. And I, I guess there's two things. One is what it does for the, the, the person that is in their final stages, and often the person isn't totally alert, and they drift in and out of sleep, and they may be medicated. Uh, but uh, uh, so much of it is also for the family and friends that, yeah. Uh, yeah. that are with the person to settle them down. And I would think also after the person passes, uh, it would be very profound. And, you know, imagine what it would be like having that job, dealing with that every day. I guess hospice workers, I mean, they do the same thing. Must have a yeah. big impact on you. Yeah, well, but hospice workers are, of course, much more hands-on and, right. and communicating verbally and emotionally with the patients and everything. It's a, whole, it's a different thing. But um, it must be uh, tremendously transformative I can just imagine, you know, I've spoken to hospice workers and hospital chaplains and, you know, they always talk about uh, how transformative it is and how spiritually um, enriching it is to, to be of service at those times of, of a person's life and the, um, watching what happens to people and, and, and so forth. I, I'd be curious to know about... Um, the the kind of spiritual experiences the the patients might have mm -hmm. um, you know if you're in the right mood and in the right place and and the right music is played it can be incredibly uh, well more than just uh, moving it just it it can be transcendent you know right. people you, you know you can you transcend you get out of your ego and your your awareness shifts uh in a in a dramatic way sometimes in the presence of, of music so at a time like that right you know you would think um my god it could be sublime to the point of ecstasy right. it could be transcendent it you know it could evoke uh, inward inner experiences that the person uh, may never have had before, uh, mm -hmm. or deepen experiences they already have. I can I can really see where 
it could be uh, tremendously important. Yeah, no, I mean, you hear, you know, music took me to another place by listening to it, and, and I'm sure it has a, an impact and effect on the neurophysiology of what's going on, and especially at, at times like that. I'd, I'd be curious, Phil, how different cultures uh, uh, deal with the, the final stages of in, in a person's life, and if there is music involved, especially uh, like Native Americans, uh, indigenous peoples, is, is that part of it? What do they do? Because usually, you know, they're, they're very uh, uh, traditions that carry on over generations. And in, in Indian uh, culture, in Hindu culture, is there, uh, I'm wondering, uh, you know, there are uh, healing mantras and, 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 yeah. and, and, and uh, uh, ragas that, that are done. I wonder if there, are, if there is music played in, in the final stages of someone's life. That's a very good question, and um, I, I, I would love to ask somebody about that. What is done in traditional cultures? I'm guessing uh, if it, if there is, you know, chanting would be involved because mm -hmm. the, you know the invocation of sound, <clears throat> excuse me, sound verbally in form of mantras is such an imp a mm -hmm. deeply embedded part of of the Hindu culture and the Buddhist culture that. Um, I I I I don't even know if instrumentation is is part of the picture or just, um, right. but it it would uh, it would seem logical that um, there would at least be uh, expert chanting. I I the only time I ever had any experience like it was after someone died and and mm -hmm. chanting was done. Now that's an interesting question we might have asked Jennifer. Um, does the music stop? when when the person dies that's a very because good question yeah if you're if you think there's an afterlife or even if you don't and the patient does think there's an afterlife is there value in helping the soul make a transition right, right. I, I i would think that she from what she said she might have said it would be uh uh up to the family how they reacted uh mm -hmm. the, the other thing is uh i'm wondering you know we, we had a buddhist monk on recently and it seems like the chanting uh, is involved in every aspect of a monk's life, and I'm wondering when, when a monk in a monastery uh, who's been there their their life, you know, when their life uh, uh, comes to an end, do the I would think they were are with other monks, and I would think that there's uh, chanting involved. I I don't know, you know, I I know in Christian tradition, uh, you know, in Catholicism they come and give last rites, but I don't know of any. Uh, singing or anything that's involved but but uh maybe well, you it should is suggest it to the pope yeah he's opened everything new now <laughs> so who knows I mean, when yeah. you think of some of the incredibly beautiful gregorian chants right. and you know uh, that's what should be done right right yeah no it's uh <laughs> and, and uh she also mentioned that you know music is available in in cd for form or electronically online and i'm wondering uh you know, if specific music has been made, I, I, I'm going to let's research it because I, I, I mean, I know there's, there's, you know, specific uh, uh, ragas and all that are done for healing and other, and maybe, maybe those are the ragas that are being played uh, in, in uh, Hindu yeah, tradition. I, uh, I don't know, uh, or maybe it's not ragas. Maybe it's you know mm -hmm. uh, other kinds of uh, chanting. I have no. It's a good question. Uh, we'll get somebody on the show who, yeah. who might be able to address so, some some disc that. some disc jockey that uh, has an AM station somewhere. <laughs> so they specialize in. You know, you, you have to kid about it. I mean, but it's something that uh, everybody deals with. 
uh, and yeah. and uh, and whatever brings comfort and and uh, eases the pain. And also, yeah, and it also reminds us how uh, what a deep impact uh, music has, a sound has, on spirituality and one's uh, uh, growth in, in spirituality and and uh, really creating a, a deeply spiritual environment. Yeah, and you know, any of us who have been to either as a patient or a visitor in a hospital um, knows the opposite, right. how awful the noise can be. Yeah. I mean, there is nothing healing about right. the, the noisy environment in a hospital with you know, one. I, I, if I were a philanthropist, I would purchase earphones for every patient in every hospital. Right. right. So, so people could turn on their televisions uh, or radios and and not disturb everybody else. Right. right. And you know, but pay, hospitals can be noisy. And when you think of how different it would be to have a a harp being played right. or soothing music right. being played to counteract that. This is the difference between exasper- exacerbating bad health uh, and and healing it. Right, and and the lights are always on. I remember I, years ago when my daughter was young, I would take my daughter and a bunch of her friends who were like uh, all playing the piano or some instrument, and we go to a, around Christmas time go over to the senior, you know, in, in residence facility and play them some music. And, and the thought I had at the time is if they just had some live plants here and maybe some lovely music and some the, the 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 vibe was just so institutional and music would have a huge impact just playing some classical or some gentle music uh all the time i would think it would elevate people's moods but it, it's uh and, and like you said hospitals it's even worse it's noisy and chaotic and uh, it's very difficult for a person to rest or feel any peacefulness mm-hmm Yep, well, and uh, so I think it's a wonderful new profession that you know um, people should know about. It's fascinating. There's only a hundred uh, music thanatologists uh, in the country, but uh, as she said, there's there's other people who are music therapists and other ways to uh, mm-hmm. avail oneself of, of right. the healing uh, power of music. I just mentioned again uh, the book by Jennifer L. Hollis. Music at the End of Life, Easing the Pain and Preparing the Passage. Uh, well, that was fascinating, and I think we really should do some follow-up. And be, we be an interesting theme to see how different spiritual traditions uh, deal with that period of transition. Yeah, we should look into uh, having a theme show or, or a series. Uh-huh. Great. All right. Okay. Until next time. Next time. Adios. Bye-bye.